Missing Lane podcast. We're here every single week talking, challenging you, encouraging you along your journey with keto, low carb, and intermittent fasting. You can check us out at fastinglane.com. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at fastinglane. And we have a very cool guest this week who I just met yesterday. And when she said she would do the podcast and schedule it, I was like, how about tomorrow morning? So we're up early, early in the morning. And our guest is Robin Switzer. Um, Robin has an interesting story. She said goodbye to corporate America, much like I did and my husband did years ago. And she joined Keto Evangelist LLC, which is the parent company of a super popular event. Um, KetoCon, the science and stories of keto. It is kicking off its fourth year this spring, well, this summer actually, on June 12th through 14th. Although from Florida, Robin is gonna be coming to the coolest state I know, the Lone Star State, which is where I live. And she's coming to Texas and really, I'll admit, even though I live in Dallas, Austin is the coolest place in Texas. So she's coming to do KetoCon in Austin for 2020. She's got a lot of tenacity. She has a huge vision for this event and it's grown to become, I think the largest event in the keto community. And they're gonna have 4,000 guests at KetoCon this year. So with all this buildup, Robin, we are excited to welcome you. And if people stick around, we're actually gonna tell them how they can win a copy of my book with Megan Ramos and Dr. Jason Fung, Life in the Fasting Lane, and even better, how you can get two tickets and win them from KetoCon. Is that right, Robin? That is correct. All right, Robin, thank you so much for being here. Guys, we're super excited to partner with Robin. And if you stick around on this podcast, we got a treat for you. Robin is going to be giving away two free tickets to KetoCon. And I want you to go, because this is my first year going, and I know so many incredible speakers that are gonna be speaking there. And I want you to also know that you can win a copy of my book, Life in the Fasting Lane, which I wrote with Dr. Jason Fung and Megan Ramos about intermittent fasting. And Megan Ramos is actually gonna be at KetoCon speaking. So I'm super pumped about this and I want to welcome Robin to the show. Thank you so much for having me. <clears throat> Robin, I'm excited to chat with you and tell everybody the scoop on you and on KetoCon. So first of all, why did you pick Texas and and how did you get KetoCon to grow so large because I go to events and they're great but they're usually like 300 people 500 people and events just freak me out so so tell me how you're <laughs> handling all this and, and why Texas and how this happened oh wow so that is like three questions in one we could make this whole podcast about I will try really hard to make it short um so why Texas? Because our parent company, Keto Evangelist, is, is headquartered in Austin. Oh, okay. Um, how I got involved is a whole nother story, and how we grew the event is yet an additional story. Um, so I, I can tackle whichever one you want first. Probably yeah. start in the beginning, how I got involved. Yes. Well, um, how did you get in this world? You used to be a banker, right? Like an executive banker. I used to work in the corporate banking world, yes, and um, I worked for a large global bank and managed a large team of salespeople across the country. So um, I had a very long history of, and I mean like a lifetime history, of weight loss related um, issues. And when I say that, I'm 
talking about like metabolic disorders that were related to food addiction, overeating, cyclical dieting, just the whole thing that many people who come to this space have experienced. But I was in my late 40s and um, was doing a lot of traveling, was uh, managing all of these salespeople, and I discovered low carb. Um, and that was kind of the beginning of the journey for me. Although I had done Atkins years before, I, I hadn't, I didn't really put the pieces together at that yeah. point. So low carb um, really helped started the journey for me. And uh, after several years of kind of uh, practicing low carb, falling on my face and coming back to low carb, uh, I really wanted to try to find a way to take my skill set and utilize it to change careers, but I really didn't know how to do it. I, I didn't understand. I really couldn't visualize how, how to do it. Uh, I just didn't know how it was going to happen, but I knew I wanted to. So that set me off on a quest to just have my ears and eyes open all the time about what's available. How can I take my management background, my sales background, and translate it into something into the health and wellness field. So, um, I'm sorry. I look at you, Robin, and I see, if you guys are listening to the audio version and not the video version, Robin looks like a sexy librarian, basically. She looks super fit and gorgeous, and that was my impression of her. So Robin, like, I always say this when I meet somebody and I make judgments, I'm like, you look like you've been fit your whole life. Were, were, were you overweight? Were you unhealthy? What was your situation when you found low carb? Definitely overweight and definitely not healthy. Uh, and I had, so my experience with addressing health issues was low carb initially addressed things like I had horrible uh, menstrual cycles. I had PCOS. At the time it was undiagnosed, but I was also pre-diabetic or on the verge of, according to my, my uh, blood markers. So I'm a little uh, bit of a anal retentive type of personality and I keep records of my blood work. Wow. So I have blood work from like 20 years ago and my A1C was way too high and no one ever called me on it. Yeah. So my fasting blood sugar was really high. and. So anyway, um, going low carb initially addressed that. The other things I had is I was always fighting with the same anywhere from 20 to 60 pounds. And um, I, I was an emotional eater, definitely addicted to carbs and sugar. And that was, I mean, as I got older, it just kind of got worse and worse. And it does affect your health. The interesting thing is I kept on trying to find ways to address it. At, before I found low carb, I was, uh, I did every diet in the book, including the really dangerous ones. Um, I've, I've over-exercised. I've, I've run several marathons and I was 25 pounds overweight when I did it. I started running thinking that it would, I mean, have you ever seen a fat runner? If I run long enough, maybe I'll get rid of this problem, but that didn't do it either. So uh, looking back on it, <laughs> the reason it didn't work is because while I was running 20 miles, I was also drinking glucose 
packets, you know, and loading up on carbs. So anyway, uh, I have not always been healthy. I have not always been fit and I have not led the vibrant life that I wanted to lead. So I look at you now and you look healthy and fit. And so how long, I'm curious, how long have you, how many years have you been in your opinion, where you want to be healthy and fit? I I've been there about two years and I still, it's the first two years of my life that I've ever been in a healthy weight for me and stayed. And I still keep waiting. I keep waiting to go back to those 24 years and I get on the scale every Mm. once in a while. And I'm always surprised that I'm not fat again. Like Mm. it never goes away that I've, I've finally figured it out and I start to accept it. And then I doubt it again because of those 24 years of, of failure. So my, my question to you is, when does that stop, Robin? Like, have you accepted now that like you, you've discovered what works for you, keto works for you and you're healthy and, and, and feel great? Like, when did that stop that feeling or did you have that feeling? I, I honestly don't have an answer for you. I don't know if it does go away. Really? Um, maybe, that's a, maybe that's a mindset that uh, it's, it's an emotional mindset that I, I think it takes a whole lot more than diet to address. So um, I can tell you that even leading up to the past couple of years, I've, I've also struggled with that. Um, I had to really dial in my diet, eliminate a lot of triggering foods. Uh, I had to address my sleep and stress issues. I incorporated meditation. I incorporated fasting and I have to say, looking back on the past few years, things really turned around for me from a health perspective uh, last year in 2019. And so there was a lot of learning there. I mean, (laughs) you have to be patient in this journey. I mean, I think you, I think you take stepping stones and you learn more about yourself, your unique uh, metabolic, Uh, processes your individuality and you have to I really think you have to be willing to put in the time and the effort to discover what works for you and not look for quick fixes also the thing is I I have to pre-qualify myself here is that uh, I also went through menopause last year which I I know is not going to be of interest to all your listeners but uh, that was a huge challenge so uh, last year going through that process and incorporating all these things we've talked about that I'm right now looking back on the other side of it and the things that have made the biggest impact on me from a health perspective have been sleep, meditation, uh, elimination of, of triggering foods from my diet and fasting. Okay. I want to, I want to talk more about the fasting. I want to ask you a question. I was interviewing Cynthia Thurlow, who did a really interesting talk on a TEDx talk on fasting, which I really enjoyed. And she was talking a lot about menopause and how fasting helps with it and affects that. And, and we just got into this interesting conversation that I'd I'd like to ask you, because I I think as I, I speak with women a lot, I find a lot of, and I, I definitely struggled with this too. Um, I think it's reasonable as women, and I can't speak for men because I haven't been a man, um, but for women to want to feel good about how they look, 
Mm-hmm. And I feel this conflict and I'm interested to hear how, how you have balanced this. And I think some women want to lose weight and they want to be healthier, but they're only comfortable talking about like the health benefits. And I think especially as a, as a woman who's getting older, I'm, uh, I'm going to be 46 in a couple of days and menopause I'm sure is right around the corner. And um, Cynthia and I were talking about like this invisibility as we get older and this not uh, giving ourselves enough credit to talk about wanting to, to look good. And so I think that why people eat better or why people do low carb or go keto or do intermittent fasting is such a, a personal choice. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you feel, and I know this is a deep question, but do you feel like you're now and for a while, your insides match your outsides? Do you look at yourself and say, this is, this is, this is me and it, it matches who I am? Uh, yes and no. Um, so my, the internal part of me that is not, has nothing to do with the reflection in the mirror. Uh, yes, I've come to terms with who I am today. And I, my focus today is totally different than it was when I was struggling with the weight loss issues. Uh, my, my, my focus today is to have, um, the freedom, emotional freedom, the overthink, freedom from overthinking, freedom from obsessing about food, uh, freedom from obsessing about weight, and incorporating joy into my life, which I never allowed room for before because I was too busy focusing on my career. And putting that together and having that, like, I keep on using the word vibrant, but radiant is really more the word. I. I want to take what I've learned, which has been a very painful emotional path, and help other women share it with other women or other people who are transitioning in life. I've got 10 years on you. I could have been your babysitter. <laughs> uh, so, um, and I mean, there's, there's, you have to come to terms with that too. So wh- what I meant when I said it's different when I look in the mirror I mean, I'm, I'm doing the best I can to age gracefully. I'm, ta- I'm taking very good care of myself. And, but that doesn't stop the hands of time. Yeah. And that's a hard thing when you've spent your entire life focusing on what you see on the outside. It's a hard thing to come to terms with as a woman. And what you said about being invisible, I have to share with you that that really strikes a chord with me because when you're younger and you focus on your appearance, And that's your main focus when the hands of time start to continue. I mean, yeah, there are things you can do, but um, you can't stop it. And if all of your worth and value is placed on what you see in the mirror, this phase of life is tough. You cannot, you cannot stop it permanently. Filters don't change what look, what you look like at night. You know, I mean, this world of social media that makes everybody look perfect. um, It's difficult. I think it's much harder on women. Truthfully. Well, and, I mean, uh, there's, yeah, I agree. We, we are more valued a lot of times because of our physical appearance. And that often comes first. I'm in a unique position because my entire adult life, I was, I was, you know, 300 pounds. I was very overweight. And so just in these past two years, have I really felt like my insides match my outsides. And I have really been through so many cycles in my life to struggle about man, I, I really want this man to, to like me because I'm beautiful. And now I really want this man to just value me because I'm intelligent and I'm driven and I'm a good mom. 
And, and that, that struggle, I find it really interesting, particularly in women um, and, and how it changes over the, the years ago. So now I'm at the stage where I, I actually feel like my insides match my outsides and a person can see who I am, which is a completely beautiful, wonderfully imperfect person. Um, and I, I try to em- embrace that. That's why I'm not wearing makeup. Yeah, sure. Or I'm lazy. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that, was, <laughs> that was the deep reason this morning. Um, but it's interesting to hear your view. Um, and and I, I think it's also interesting when I see so many women who come on this show and they're so intelligent and they're so fit and they're so beautiful and they really have it all together. And I like to ask these questions because I always think that, like, I look at you and I think this is a woman who is like fit and smart and running a business. She has it all together. And I, I've been asking more of these questions to women lately because I have a 13 year old daughter mm-hmm. who is brilliant, gorgeous, and still already is struggling with those self-worth items on the inside and beauty on the outside. And I look at her and she looks like a model and I'm so confused by it. Right. And so this has prompted me to ask more women about, about this, because it happens to be the people that we interview on Life in the Fasting Lane podcast usually are brilliant, entrepreneurial, gorgeous women who just seem to have it all together. So I'm, I'm learning about how we all, no matter where we're at, we, we're still growing and we're still questioning ourselves and we're still, oh, it's, it doesn't, right. we never have it all together. We never figure it all out. It's a, it's a myth. Yeah, uh, that, and I was waiting for an opportunity to to have to say that without interrupting you. It is a myth. I do not have it all together, and it 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 surprises me when you say that I appear to have it all together. You do, but um, I'm just I, I'm pretty driven. I'm very focused on what I want, and I'm very persistent. I rarely give up on anything, which is pretty apparent since I struggled with weight loss and food addiction for 40 years and I never gave up as many times as I wanted to. Uh, but no, I don't have it all together. Me neither, Robin. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about your fasting. We know that you do keto. Sure. We know this events about keto, but I want to hear about, about your fasting. Like what do you do? I have, and that's another area that I struggled in. So a few years ago when I uh, tried to do some fasting, I was way too food addicted uh, emotionally and physically, even still in keto. Um, Before I started the protocol of eliminating triggering foods from my diet, I still was having problems. And um, it's just been in the past like eight months or so that I've really been able to really dig deep into the fasting. And for me, I dig deep. Um, so currently my schedule is I don't eat breakfast. I usually don't eat until somewhere around one, between one and three o'clock. And I keep a very short two to four hour eating window and then I'm done. Two to and four, two is short. So like you eat is. it like, do you only eat once or do you eat twice in two hours? Sometimes I eat once and sometimes I eat twice. Um, and so I usually break my fast with some tea with collagen in it or bone broth with collagen in it. And then I'll eat some sort of um, small meal and then I'll eat a second meal later. I try not to eat uh, after four o'clock because if I eat after four o'clock, it affects my sleep. 
and I, I notice my body temperature is increased and then I don't sleep as I don't get as much deep sleep if I eat after four o'clock. So uh, one of the things that I've recently started doing that uh, I love making this uh, pate with uh, beef liver and other organ meats. And in the, for my first meal, what I've been doing for the past few weeks actually is just eating scrambled eggs and the, that pate, which I love now. Um, so my point in telling you that is I eat very, very simple. Like I, I'm not a, I don't prepare a bunch of keto recipes anymore. I'm, I'm very clean, very simple and pretty limited. And that in itself has brought me the freedom that I was talking about before. Because what are the foods, sorry. No, what no. are the foods that were triggering for you? I'm curious that you cut out. Uh, things with, with any type of sweetener in them were problematic for me. But anything that uh, mimicked what I used to eat during my emotional eating days. So all the keto treats and the baked goods, um, anything that, um, uh, the, the pizza replicas, the, you know, the cauliflower pizza stuff, you could, I could eat the entire cauliflower pizza. It's just, it's because it's pizza. And I haven't, I mean, I haven't looked at that stuff in a while and it's very possible that I've, I'm at a place now where I can handle it, but I really do not miss it or need it. Hmm. You sound hardcore. I gotta be honest, two to four hours of eating a day. And I mean, that's, that's pretty impressive. I am, I'm not that's there yet. Really, that's really just um, in the past, like four or five months. Prior to yeah. that, I was, you know, doing 18-6. Yeah. Uh, it's just been lately that I... It, this is going to sound ridiculous. So I started, uh, I use this meditation app called 10% Happier. Okay. And over the new years and into the new year, they did a uh, chat, like a 15 day challenge or something like that. And at the beginning of the year, they uh, incorporated a course about uh, emotional eating and healthy habits into their meditation plan. And one of the things that I did when they started, uh, when they when they launched this was, I started listening to it every single day. And I mean, this is the visual visualization exercise. This is something I've been working on for for years. But sure. there was this one particular exercise that I found so helpful, which is why I'm sharing it with your listeners right now. Yeah, where you imagine a triggering situation. You imagine yourself in a triggering situation. So you're at a party and everybody's eating or you're, you know, you're uh, watching TV and all of a sudden your monkey brain comes up and says, you know, oh, there's this in the kitchen or there's that, or, you know, they're drinking wine in the movie that you're watching. And uh, all of a sudden it triggers stuff for you. And you're thinking that you start thinking about wanting those things. And as part of the meditation, you go through the process of rather than going into a panic, which is what I used to do, hmm. you, you visualize yourself like sitting with, okay, I want that, but what, why do I want that? Where is that coming from? What am I trying to fill? And then also visualizing yourself just stopping and recognizing it at, for what it is, but not acting on it. Hmm. And that's a, a habit that I know that people who get involved, people who come to the space for fasting, they go through that process. I mean, you white knuckling it only works 
for but so long. Eventually, you have to take a look inside and ask yourself, why is this happening? Like, what's going on here? How can I get past this with ease? And so that process of recognizing what's happening and not acting on it has made a day and night different, night and day, day and night difference for me. Uh, and I, I got to tell you, I'm going to be 100% transparent. I was watching a movie last night. Have you seen It's Complicated? Mm, I Meryl, so. Meryl Streep and Alec Baldwin. One of my favorite movies from- Maybe from uh, way back, yeah. Yes, it's an older movie. One of my favorite movies. And they opened this movie, which has nothing to do with keto, KetoCon, but relevant to my experience. Uh, they opened this movie with this beautiful scene in Cal Southern California, Santa Barbara, where you see the ocean and tile covered, tile roofs and all this beautiful music in the background. You can tell that there's no humidity in the air. It's just, it makes you feel wonderful just watching the opening. And then throughout the beginning of the movie, everyone's drinking wine, they're going to parties, there's all this food. And in the back of my head, even last night, it popped up was, Wow, wine and cheese. This movie makes me want to eat wine and, you know, drink wine and eat cheese. And without even giving it a second thought, now I had closed my window, I'd stopped eating at four o'clock. It was like 8.30 last night. Yeah. Where, what do I, end? I find myself in the kitchen, popping a cork, cutting up the cheese. And I went and sat down in front of the TV and in the very back of my mind, I'm hearing, what the F are you doing, Robin? Like, your window's closed. And, um, but I still kept on going, sat down on the couch, had a sip of the wine. I was thinking to myself, this doesn't even taste as good as I remembered it. Took one bite of the cheese and then I was like, wait a minute, wait, stop this. You're fasting. You don't even like this. You're not hungry. What is going on here? And it was really the, I wanted to be part of that romantic, emotional experience that I was seeing in the movie. That's all it was. And I was acting on it. What did I do? I got up, put the wine in the kitchen, cheese in the trash and then I was done that's a huge win huge win so uh, my the only reason I'm bringing this up is because I know that people when they come to fasting especially when they're coming from a standard American diet this that trigger those emotional triggers and physical triggers that make you want to derail yourself or allow yourself to derail yourself it's really just like a, a mental game and if you can let yourself slow down and take a deep breath and recognize what's happening for what it is, you can put the brakes on. And I didn't go into a tailspin over it. I didn't, oh my God, I failed and now I have to go eat a cake, you know, because well, I did it anyway. No, it was just, okay, there's a bump in the road and just move on. I made some hot tea and finished the movie. That is emotional freedom. That's a free, that's freedom. That's the freedom I've been looking for my whole entire life. Robin, thank you for sharing that. I'm going to look up 10% happier. I'm going <laughs> yes, to I would recommend it. Cause look, dude, I'm two years into this and I still suck at it. Like I made a point of, of writing this book and starting my site because honestly, I love what you just said because so many people that I heard first talk about fasting and intermittent fasting, we're just talking about like, how great it was and how effective it was and the euphoria they felt and the wonderful things that happened and the unicorns they saw. And I'm like, yes. I have no damn unicorns. Like no unicorns have come to my house. It is hard every time. The mm -hmm. physical part is fine. The emotional part just is 
crap for me. And I do white knuckle it and I fight my way through it. And sometimes I fail and sometimes I get through it and the getting through it and learning things each, each week, I would say gets better and better and better. And it's so weird. Like I I'm so impatient that I'm like two years in and I'm not perfect to this. And my husband reminds me 24 years of, of eating, being carb addicted and being a sugar, eating sugar and, and using emotions. Like it's 24 years you're getting over. Two right. years is a small price to pay. So it makes me feel good when I hear you, someone who has been doing this for much longer, struggle and find solutions. And it, it makes me feel great. Like, thank you for sharing that. Sure. Uh, I, I highly recommend go, going through the process of visualization is doing it over and over and over again, because eventually it does click. It does set in. I guess that I, I heard somewhere about habits just being deep grooves in your brain and the process of breaking a habit is like a little grain of sand at a time. You just keep on going back and doing the same thing over and over again. I used to pride myself as being a fast learner. Clearly I am not. <laughs> Thank you. That gives us all hope. <laughs> Robin, I can't wait to meet you in person at KetoCon. Um, so, so two questions about KetoCon. Sure. Why is it so big? Like, what are you doing different that like so many people are going? And who are your favorite speakers? We won't we won't tell the other speakers, but like, who are <laughs> you're most excited about? Oh, why is KetoCon so big? I think it's honestly it's because we were one of the first events that launched. So, I mean, this we're going into year four for us. Uh, we started really small and we did not know what to expect and it things we were in the right place at the right time so uh we grew exponentially as the ketogenic diet became more and more popular the other thing is i I won't take credit away from the people involved in this we worked our butts off i mean and we still do it takes a year for us to pull this off so we do it year after year literally like i told you yesterday we we, as soon as the event is over, we close the doors on four th- at 4.30 on Sunday and Monday morning, we do a recap meeting and we're starting the following year. We already have the dates for 2021. So we, this is a, a year long process and I don't do it alone. Okay. So it's not all me. I have, I have a few key people that uh, I really couldn't do this without. Um, Rekha Jay is our web developer, and she works with me on the operational side of planning the event. Uh, Ryan Geffon is our director of sales, and he manages all of the exhibitor sales. And during the show, he manages the exhibitor hall management of, we will have 138 exhibitors this year, and he's responsible for all of it. So, I mean, without them, I couldn't do any of this. Okay, so who are your favorite speakers? Just tell us, Robin. I can't pick a favorite one. So every year we try to bring new speakers that can bring new insights, new research, or new stories to the event. And we have more speakers this year than we've ever had. Um, we have people, so medical doctors. We have, I, I think 15 of our speakers are medical doctors. And they come from all different places, cardiologists, um, uh doctors who treat, who specialize in diabetes, uh, chiropractors, I mean, 
all of I can't even think of one one of them that would be my favorite. We also have people who are coming in and doing panels where they have weight loss stories of you know 200 pounds. People who have used the ketogenic diet for treatment for their kids for cancer, for uh, epilepsy, for ridding themselves of type two diabetes. Um, I was talking to someone recently where I was sharing like, this is so, I'm so passionate about this because I understand from my own experience, the grit it takes to get to the other side of the emotional side of all of this. But these people have far exceeded anything that I've ever had to address. My, my own journey, it's almost embarrassing to say, oh, I couldn't lose 60 pounds. When these people are you know, struggling with hundreds of pounds and debilitating metabolic disorders uh, and they overcome them simply by changing their diet. Yeah. That's just like, I, I get goosebumps when I talk about it. So I, I can't really tell you that I have a favorite speaker. I'm thrilled to have Megan Ramos coming back this year to talk about fasting. And um, oh my gosh, there's so many of them. I have right now 56 different speakers. So I couldn't give you a favorite. I'm sorry. All right, we'll go with that. I'll say Megan's my favorite since she <laughs> together and I love her, but I, I'm excited. Um, the topics look amazing. The speakers look amazing. But let me ask you a question that people are usually embarrassed to ask about KetoCon. When I see 138 exhibitors, what I want to know, because I like to eat, is what kind of food, what kind of great new keto food, are there samples, is there great meat there, like, tell me what kind of things I get to eat if I come there to There will be all of the above, so yeah. I would say a good 90% of our exhibitors are typically food product manufacturers, so um, there's all kinds of keto treats and products drinks, coffees, meat, um, let's see, meat on the meat side, we have several companies that are uh, meat product manufacturers. I hate to say that word when you're referring to meat because I mean, there's like Pedersen's Farms it is, or Peterson's they call themselves. Uh, I mean, they make really good meat products, but when I say product after the word meat, it just doesn't sound right. Um, so yes, there are samples. Uh, every food product will is sampled, uh, and there and we respect the size of people's bellies, so that it's only bite-sized samples. <laughs> so if you go back uh, seventeen times, like if you bring a hat or sunglasses, <laughs> yeah. and people right. Will know. <laughs> right. So you can eat as many pieces of bacon at Peterson's as they'll give you, uh, and. So yes, they do offer samples. A lot of the uh, exhibitors sell product as well. So there's new stuff on the market that people can try. And if they love it, they can buy some and bring it home too. I love it. And I know people like we're supposed to act just because we do keto and intermittent fasting that, you know, we eat lightly. I freaking love to eat. And I would be <laughs> lying if I said some of the attraction to this event isn't tasting new food that right. are food I can eat and, and keep me on like the way I like to eat. So yeah. um, can we talk me about that really quick for a second? Yeah. Yeah. So we do have a banned ingredient list and we spend a lot of time vetting these products. So what I want the people who are considering attending to understand is that some of these products are products that I would consider keto friendly. So 
what I mean by that is that they have, uh, for instance, um, fiber in them or sweeteners in them that are really good for people who are transitioning from the standard American diet into low carb and keto. And there are some people who are not metabolically damaged that can handle those types of foods. Myself personally, I do better when I don't have those. I reserve them for like really special occasions like the holidays and that's about it. Other people do fine incorporating them in small amounts into their, into their diet. So I just want people to understand that there's nothing there that we, that we as a team would not eat ourselves. Got it. Robin, I think one thing I have learned on this journey through all the years of asking doctors and nutritionists and therapists what to do and failing, um, I never had the information completely on low carb clearly from a doctor or a nutritionist. I never had any information on intermittent fasting from a doctor. And because of that, obesity, 24 years, three bariatric surgeries, the whole thing, 300 pounds. I think when you're providing this information and you're providing these products, you're giving people choice and they have to figure out what works for them and what doesn't work for them. And so to, to me, to go to a place where there are these options and every person has to see what it's like to live in their own body and health, that's the choice that they get to make. And what they're going for is the information and the options. That's at least for me. Mm -hmm. um, I, I feel frustrated now if somebody wants to make all the decisions for me. I want the information and then I want to make the decision. Because right. that empowerment for me was the only way that I ever got to this. I agree. And, and that's a mindset thing, don't you think? Because yeah. what, I think there are a lot of people who are looking for someone to give them all the answers so that they can address it quickly and have fast results. Yeah. And my, that was not my experience either. It didn't work for me. I, I, I had to come across this information. Gosh, I wish I would have had it 20 years earlier because I, I would have done it much like you, you know, like I, I would have tried it, um, but I didn't get the information until my forties. And so here I am. And right. I heard a lot of people online saying, you know what, be thankful because I'm 65 and I just got the information. I'm 72 when I just got it. So, right. okay. So how can people sign up to come and can you talk a little bit about the prices and the different ticket options for KetoCon? Sure. Uh, well, our website is ketocon.org, and when you go to the website, there's all kinds of information about what's happening at the event, but if there's a, uh, a button that says get tickets on our homepage, and that leads you directly to the ticketing platform that we use, which is Eventbrite, and you can scroll through the ticket options there pretty easily. There's a three-day ticket, a one-day ticket, a VIP ticket. There is uh, a separate ticket to our Entrepreneur Mastermind session, which takes place early on Saturday morning. And uh, there, we're pre-selling shirts for KetoCon, our KetoCon shirt, which is, you can see hanging in the back of my office back there. Uh, but, so those are the tickets that are available. Right now, the three-day pass is $250. It's discounted from 300 and it will go up to 300 as we get closer to the event, but it will not go higher than 300. And our one day ticket is $150. And we also have a student pass for college students with a .edu email address and a valid student ID. And uh, the entrepreneur mastermind session is $50. So 
what we've experienced in the past is we do sell a lot of one day tickets at the door. Uh, the way that the venue is set up, the Palmer Event Center is, a, is like a convention center. It's just a small scale convention center. And the space is one big room. So, and I mean, huge room, not just like a big room. Um, so the exhibitor hall and the keynote stage is all in one room. And so we don't sell tickets strictly for the exhibitor hall. I get a lot of questions, you know, can I just come see the food stuff? The answer is no, you can't. So we sell a one day ticket. And if you want to only see the exhibitor hall, that's fine that day because you'll be able to get in. We also run um, breakout rooms on the second floor of the Palmer Center, which is open to general attendees as well. And they can uh, pick and choose which presentation they want to want to go to. They run, the first speaker takes the stage at 10 o'clock in the morning, and we run pretty much all day until 4.30 with the exception of a break for lunch. There'll be cooking demos on Friday and Saturday afternoon. And one of the Keto Evangelist business lines is the Keto Keto Evangelist Kitchen, we will be doing uh, cooking demos in the Keto Evangelist booth uh, during the entire event. So there'll be demos in there as well. Uh, we have our, the Keto Evangelist coaching program. Um, we have a team of lifestyle coaches at our, our, one of our business lines. They will be at KetoCon. They'll have their own booth there. And we also have a another business line called Ballistic Keto, which is an MCT oil powder that is flavored, but not sweetened, that people use for coffee and to mix in yogurt and make all kinds of cool uh, recipes with. We will be um, um, sampling the Ballistic Keto at KetoCon as well. And they're sponsoring our, car, our um, podcast booth as well. There's all kinds of activity happening from the moment we launch until the moment we close every day. I love it. This is going to be my first KetoCon. My husband, Levi, and business partner is coming with me. We're going to do some live podcasting uh, from KetoCon. We're going to see all of our friends and, and see the speakers and taste all the food for sure. We're all about that. So let's tell them the most important part. Um, finally, we mentioned earlier the opportunity for one of our listeners to win a free ticket to KetoCon Austin 2020 and a copy of my book, Life in the Fasting Lane, which is coming out on April 7th. You can pre-order it now. So please, Robin, tell them how they can enter to win this ticket and the book. So we are going to do a launch on social media. I uh, believe we said the 17th, starting yes, the 17th. February 17th. So today, the, the day that the podcast comes out, we're going to launch uh, that contest. And Robin and I are going to figure out how the heck we're doing that. <laughs> so I think what we'll do is we will launch a social media promotion on Instagram. And so the, for the people who are listening, if you are not already following us on Instagram, it's at KetoCon. Uh, make sure that you're following so that you can see when we launch the promotion. And then there'll be a couple of uh, things that you have to do in order to participate. And then we will, within four days, uh, four or five days, choose a winner and announce it on social media. And we will provide you with two tickets to uh, attend KetoCon. And Eve has graciously offered a copy of her book as well, which is sitting in my shopping cart <clears throat> on Amazon waiting for the pre-launch to be over so I can get a copy as well. So um, we're super excited about that. We appreciate the opportunity to work. 
We're so pumped. So guys, you want to follow Instagram, KetoCon, you want to check out their site. And since Megan Ramos, who wrote this book with me, will be there at KetoCon speaking, we will both sign the book for you. And I think there might even be a few other books that we're going to have at the event as giveaways, I think perhaps at the VIP dinner. Mm -hmm. So Robin, thank you so much for being our guest today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I hope I touched on the topics that you wanted to talk about. I tend to go down rabbit holes every time I start I talking you. about this. <laughs> I thought you were freaking fabulous. Okay, Robin, one more time, tell people if they want to follow you, I know they know KetoCon, but like if they want to follow you and see where you're at, where can they, where can they look for that? Well, they won't be totally entertained. So um, uh, I can tell you that, but um, my Instagram handle is the Robin Switzer. And uh, to tell you how unsophisticated I am with social media, the reason it is the Robin Switzer is because I had many years prior created an Instagram account as Robin Switzer, and I couldn't remember the password. I couldn't <laughs> reset the password, so I just started a new one as the Robin Switzer. And um, <laughs> so, Robin, anyway. we're not we're not telling people that we're telling <laughs> people that Robin is so in demand and famous that she had to be called the Robin Switzer. <laughs> trying to act like her so that's the uh, story we're going with totally her. imperfect as i told you before no i don't have it all together <laughs> all right well me neither robin thank you so much guys check out KetoCon. i will be there i can't wait to meet you and see you there and meet robin finally in person thanks so much for tuning in to the life in the fasting lane podcast you can check us out at fastinglane.com and on twitter and instagram at fasting lane and until next time to your health and hotness